0: Welcome, my friends. We're here in our PMP study. It is such a pleasure to have our friends here, the, the serious ones. And I, honestly, I hope everyone else watches this and feels bad. <laughs> I hope they all feel bad. The serious ones, Don and Chris and Gabriel and Moraima and Morgan and Prashant, those are the serious people. Where are you if you're not here? yeah, I, I can already hear your voices making excuses because some of you have told me, uh, this is why I didn't attend. I, we ain't buying it. Can you just unmute and say, we're not buying it. Everyone just say, we're not buying your excuse. Please say it. I'm Help not, me, don't. We're not buying your you. <laughs> We're not buying it. Thank you very much. It's such a pleasure to be with you because you know your success is my success. I really want to see you ace the exam um, because we're like family now, right? I was actually with some of you out there Um, in Texas just a few, just yesterday, a couple of days ago. Um, So we got a good question from Dawn about the exam. And Dawn, I've been there. But when I was there, it wasn't as bad as it is now. Now it's worse. It is worse because you have many things you can study. But I need you to always boil it down to this. This one thing, Dawn. Always boil it down to people, process, business people, process, business, right? Your question to yourself on a weekly basis needs to be, have I got people down pat? Have I even started moving on people? And the answer is yes. You spent hours last week with our friend Morgan and Gabriel going through four tasks in the people domain. You are gaining ground. You're doing the right thing. You need to take it a bite at a time, but you need to clean the plate with people thoroughly. You need to know, okay, let me, let me give you a very quick example. The Thomas Kilman conflict mode instrument has got five approaches to conflict. You need to know them. You need to know them and you need to be able to recall them. So withdraw or avoid, compromise or reconcile, force or direct, collaborate, problem solve, uh, smooth or accommodate. you got to know them and you got to be able to explain them. And you got to get comfortable. And that's why you have this book. The purpose of this book is to walk you through task by task. So if you have read, not just taken the quizzes, but before coming in here on a weekly basis, the idea is that you read the chapter, then you show up to have further dialogue with your colleagues, maybe even explaining why the answer is what it is because you really did the the work in those chapters and you already know the answers, is okay. Come in to have some form of dialogue. Don't feel like, oh, well, um, I already know it, so I'm not really adding value. No, you're adding value to yourself, but I need you to come in and have dialogue about the tasks. So I want to remind you one more time, I like doing this on a weekly basis because it just adds tremendous value to everyone when we go over the PMP exam content outline again and again, because that's what we're trying to achieve. This is, in my mind, this is the only way you're going to narrow down your thoughts for the exam, okay? I'm going to put this in the chat just in case you have forgotten it, because this is you know, the the holy grail for your exam right here. This, as little as it is, it gives tremendous value when you use it as a roadmap and as a guide because, you know, that's what this is based on. This book is based on the PMP exam content outline. And just in case you forgot, uh, GP Gabriel P., I know that he's found the workbook in all the downloads. I hope you did as well. Cause I got a very good email from Gabriel P earlier on talking about the workbook. And I'm like, great. He's found it. He's found the workbook because in the workbook you have a day by day account. And I say 40 days is all I'm giving you to, to be PMP ready. And every day I have a task, but what do I mean? Let's go into, into the uh, content outline first. So in the content outline, And you can see, yeah, 2021, yeah, three years ago. It hasn't changed. This stuff has been the same for three years, um, still relevant, right? So we have people, process, and business. This is what I need you to do. Day one, manage conflict. Read everything that I've presented in the immersion book. Just stay on the immersion book. If you're adding more things to the mix, Without reading the immersion book, you don't understand the full scope of the task. I need you to go task by task because there's so much content. There's PEMBOK 7 content. There's PEMBOK 6, 49. Yes, but leave that for now. We did that in the class. Now I need you to laser focus on the tasks because that's what the exam is based on. So at the end of last week, you guys got to empower team members and stakeholders. This week, I want you to continue. I don't want you to go back and, no, 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 no. We're now on task five. Let's mow down this one. Then we go to task six. Let's mow down this one and continue. And honestly, Dawn, this is how you are going to put cadence and rhythm and direction and confidence to your studying because, If you're thinking about, oh, well, but wait, there's Agile. No, no, no. This is everything. The immersion book has been written with the consideration of predictive. It's been written with the consideration of Agile and Hybrid. So really, this is the book that is going to keep you up, two, three, four, focus like a marching army, just advancing towards the enemy. That's what I need you to do. Now, as far as the workbook is concerned, if you also open up the workbook, you'll be able to find questions about the tasks. So beyond the PMP immersion, if you open up the workbook, you are going to find again, questions for day one, questions for day two, but they expanded, you know, and they are written with the perspective of what should the project manager do next? So. For our other students who re- you receive the download, um, the download has this, but it also has the workbook of a hundred questions and daily accountability. There's a reason why I wrote the workbook because I found people with exactly the same question. Dawn, they're like, okay, um, I think I'm ready, but I haven't read this piece or that piece. Just focus on on the immersion. Focus on the immersion for everything. It will guide you. It will give you as much robust perspective as needed. When you get done with that, then you can move to what Morgan was talking about, which is, okay, let me dive into some, let me just put another layer of agile on top. Let me just go and put another layer of predictive. That's okay, but I really need you to hone in on the 35 tasks does that make sense?
1: Yeah. So I have the PMP immersion book that you're showing, and then I this link you sent. Follow that at the same time, and it ties back to emer- what I'm learning in the in immersion.
0: Yeah. So the so you, you got the download for the immersion, but you also have the workbook, the immersion workbook, and the immersion workbook is just a it's a nice addition that we put in there very recently. I don't think when, when Morgan took the course, I don't think we had written the immersion workbook, but now we have. So the idea is that you open that workbook and you look for the questions that are at the back. Let me show you very quick here what it looks like and uh, you know when you see it in your downloads. Um, and also to those watching who have purchased um, the immersion book, um, I've told you to reach out with your receipts, and then you will get this uh immersion workbook. So here's the workbook, PMP exam immersion workbook, and it has a hundred fundamental questions. When you hit day one, manage conflict, it gives you a nugget for agile, gives you the high level, gives you a true or false, very easy true or false type thing. And Just move on to day two, but when you go to the end of all the people part, here we go. So where it says day 36, domain questions, actually what you should be doing is when you do task one on people, try out this question at the end of your studying of the main immersion book, okay? And then it has the answer and i don't want to show the answer cuz i don't want to i don't want to spoil the fun but the idea is for you to go through task 1 on day 1 on day 2 try day 2 question see if you can answer day 2 and you just go through every day you've got let me make it clear every day you've got immersion you got the immersion predictive content you got the immersion agile content which is all in chapter 1 And then you've got like three questions or two questions at the end of each chapter. Go through those. Then hit the workbook. Go over the day one outline for day one. And then go to the end of the the people domain and take that one task one question or task two, depending on the day you're on. And if you follow this method, you will come away knowing the exam syllabus, which is what you need to know. You will also come away reading my buddy Roy's account of how you should look at leading a team from an agile perspective, or how you should look at managing conflict from an agile perspective. It's all in there, which is why this is the one book. I, I keep telling people, this is the one book you need. It's the one book you need, okay?
1: And what's all that? right,
0: so I will go ahead and I will uh, pause the recording so you can un- ask questions. Oh, uh, do you think it's a question we should record? Well, I'm just wondering what the link you put in here was for. Yes, the link I put put there was the PMP exam content outline on which the book was based. So the book follows these same breakdowns. Let's go over here. So this, this follows the people, process, business breakdown that we have in the uh, content outline. This is the PMP official blueprint for you exam, which is why I keep going on and on about it. You need to know the blueprint. You need to be able to explain each one of these tasks, even just from a project manager standpoint in today's world. You know what I mean? And if you feel, oh, I can't even explain what this is, well, that's why you've got the immersion book to you know, break it down. We break down each one of these into anywhere from 10 to 20 pages, maybe even more. Does that make sense?
1: Yes. And I have two more.
0: <laughs> awesome. So, so I want to make it perfectly clear. Don't waste your time trying to read this right now. This is Pen 7. What you're looking for here is in the Immersion book Simplified, okay? This is a great book, but I wouldn't recommend reading it right now because I need you to get some traction for action from the Immersion. So this is good. You will come back to this, but not now. This will be later. Uh, This one. (laughs) PMI don't publish this anymore, but we have extracted all the goodness from this. We have broken it down into language for humans. This is for people from Mars. (laughs) I'm joking. Now, in the training, you got this book and you got this book. I am telling you that for now, put these aside. And the one that I want you to focus on for now, because I need you to get your arms around the syllabus, is this. Okay? Now, when I say that, I am basing what I'm saying on the fact that you guys should know the mnemonic that Moraima talked about in the beginning, which is I saw six chipmunks while roasting coffee, reading poetry stories. I expect you to know that stuff. I expect you to know your 49. So so if you don't know your 49 processes, I'm gonna send you this, this page from UCLA. UCLA, thank you very much. I'm assuming that they put this up there because they got, they got poor pe- people struggling with them. But I like their page because it puts it all in one place. And once you have the link, all you need to do is go to the link and put it on your phone and, and just just go through it. So while I do want you to focus on the immersion book, I am expecting that you already know I prefer eating mangoes chilled. I saw six chipmunks quietly roasting coffee, reading poetry stories. And then on top of that, I expect that this whole mantra of these 49, you know them. You know them. So maybe this is where some of the confusion of Jekyll and Hyde is coming from because maybe you didn't spend time honing in on this simple, it's a simple one page but you do need to know this for your exam as far as can you explain um what is happening in each one and i have so many videos about this over and over again explaining this stuff um so you you do need to know this how many of you feel comfortable with the 49 processes just chat in to me i'm not trying to I'm not trying to be draconian <laughs> do you know your 49 processes as far as This is what this process group is. This is what this knowledge area is. And this is what each of the 49 processes does. Yeah? Not yet. Okay. Okay, good. Very good, Gabriel. Okay, good. That is pro. Okay, good. Hey, this is your buddy, Phil. (laughs) You know I'm your biggest fan. Hopefully not in weight, (laughs) but in heart. This is your biggest fan. Look, please spend some time this week. If you haven't, this may be one of the things that is missing the most, this thing right here. I, I spent an hour almost going over this stuff with our friend Moraima, and I actually wrote, I'm not going to send it to you because you got too many books. <laughs> I actually wrote another book after our meeting. I'm like, oh, those are some really nice examples that we came up with. So I wrote an entirely different book. I have a new book of one hundred and seventy eight pages um, where I'm breaking this stuff down. I don't want you to read the book, but I want you to watch the video. There's a video that's coming um the world doesn't have it, but I'm going to I'm gonna send you the link now um so that after this meeting you can uh you can go watch it and get some inspiration. So Maraima, you're gonna be quite surprised at what I did with the content that you, you and I generated from our discussion. And I've been meaning to uh, finalize it. I actually just, just uploaded it this morning, but I, I wasn't able to get it ready quickly enough. I'm going to send it to everyone now so that you folks, um, after this meeting, you can just listen to it um, and continue to absorb the 49 Processes I make it very pragmatic. I make it very simple. So let me go ahead. And um, yep, here we go. Let's put it in the chat. Very good, Chris. Good. So um, that link will take you to watch the video based on the 49 processes all over again, because I'm going through them. Um, but, but you'll hear a voice talent. You won't hear my voice. Um, the rest of the world should see this video probably by the end of today, but you folks have it. In advance. Okay. Would you like us to go through the 49 very quickly? I promise I'm not going to spend an hour like when Moraima and I met. This is going to be <laughs> quicker. Do you think that will help you guys to, to kind of get more familiar with it? Would that help? Uh, Phil, just a quick
1: point out that I just found here the other day that they might link to is like for y'all that work off of mnemonics well which i'm getting more used to thanks to thanks to you phil uh and your purple book and i don't know if it's in the immersion because i haven't been through that in detail but the project management essentials purple purple on page 127 phil has the 49 processes laid out with a mnemonic that helps you try to remember them all the way across
0: that's it, Morgan. You're very correct. Thank you for that. So they, there you have it. You know, you got those mnemonics. Very true. So you could use this as well. 127. Thank you, Morgan. It's not in the immersion um, like that. I don't think it's a broken down, but not the mnemonic uh, table. I don't think so. So that's a very good call. Would you like us to go through it very rapidly? But you have to promise me you will ask me questions because I don't want it to just be a, a repeat. You know what I mean? I want you to really get into it. Do you remember the uh, Cuban mnemonic? A little bit? You got, you, either you remember the mnemonic or you remember the knowledge areas hardcore. So integration, scope, schedule, cost, you got to remember this stuff. Do you want to go over it very quickly? Or do you want to do that in your spare time? It depends on you. Prashant, is Prashant still here? Yes, he is. Okay. Yes. So Prashant, you weigh in. What would you like us to do? You know, Chris, tell me. Do you like, Moraima? I'm sorry. (laughs) You may have to go through it again if they say yes. (laughs) <laughs> uh, you no, know, whatever the group no is uh, I, I have created my own thing, okay. uh, like uh, I squared, P squared, D squared, oh. I'll share with uh, one, so it doesn't have it with me right now, but I'll share with you. Lovely. Okay. All right. Let me send you this link um from the UCLA, and I think I'd sent it before, but let me put it in the chat again. I want to make it very clear. The exam will not have which process is this or which process group. No, that's too, that's baby stuff. No. However, for you to understand the matrix, you know, one of my students is, you know, former military, would say, fairly reminds me of being thrown out of the helicopter at uh, 15,000 feet and you're in the jungle somewhere and you've got to figure out where am I, what am I doing, where do I go? This thing right here is your roadmap for that. So if you don't know this, you could feel lost. You know, like our friend Dawn was saying, you could very well feel lost because you have Agile, which many of you have gotten a grasp of. Scrum helps you, the Agile Manifesto helps you. But with a predictive, you also need a framework. This is the framework that's going to help you make sense out of what the PMI is asking you at any time from the world of predictive and even hybrids, okay? So here's here's the deal. Please go through this with me right now. you got five process groups. I think that makes sense, right, for the most part. Initiating, planning, executing, monitoring, and controlling and closing. Then you've got 10 areas of knowledge. Integration, putting everything together, scope, narrowing down on what needs to be done, schedule, developing the timeline, cost, budgeting, quality, determining the quality standards and managing them, resources, planning and managing human equipment, material and supplies, communications, deciding what to communicate and managing it, risk, managing uncertainty on the project, procurement, Deciding to make or buy something. And if you decide to buy it, well, you got to manage that process. And then stakeholders, identifying your stakeholders, planning how to keep them engaged and keeping them engaged. Because you're numbers people, you may find it helpful to put numbers on the, the process array. So you got two in initiating, 24 processes in planning, 10 in executing, 12 in monitoring and controlling, and one in closing. Okay. It just helps, just helps you to recall, okay, am I missing one? So 2, 24, 10, 12, 1, 2, 24, 10, 12, 1. Okay. Like when I was learning this stuff, that's how I would Know if I'm missing anything. All right, so that's step one. Step two is now going through the knowledge areas and accounting for how many. So this is seven, six, six, four, three, six, three, seven, three, four. I call this the phone number and this two, 24, 10, 12, one. I call it the postcode. Humorously. This helps you to know okay, what am I missing? The big ones integration is seven, risk is seven. Just remember that. Scope. Schedule resources are six, six, six. (laughs) It sounds like I'm a house of horror, something from there. Well, hopefully it won't be. This is four. And this is four. Four for cost, four for stakeholder. And then you've got three for procurement, three for communications, three for quality. These are things that can help you as you try to digest the framework, because the framework is very robust, but it's very useful, okay? Any questions so far? Okay, so I've given you the link. We're gonna tackle them one by one. I am just going to give you clarity on what you get from each thing. So I'm going to be um, a little bit quick just to make sure, you folks have enough time to do chapter five, maybe six. So let me ask Dawn and, and uh, Morgan. So last week, did you folks see the cadence was manageable to at least do do between two and four in a week? If you're just looking at pretty much the high-level stuff and then the questions?
1: Yeah, I we didn't even really look. We looked at the diagrams, you know, for any of the picture charts or graphs. And we went to the questions, and um, I I was very happy after study was over last week. I felt like we got to talk things out, um, and it really I think helps the mindset when you're trying to when you're thinking about the test how we're eliminating things, and then you know how it could be, and we, it feels like there's a lot of it's you know I feel trick questions, but you know we just but that's what it is. So we were able to talk through it and I felt like I learned a lot last
0: week. Lovely, all right. So let me hurry up and shut up so you folks can actually get some good work done today. I'm gonna be very quick. So please stop me if there are questions. Let's talk about them one by one. Um, First of all, you have initiating and that's developing a project charter and identifying stakeholders. Then you have planning it boils down to the project management plan. Everything you're doing in planning is leading to one objective, and that singular objective is to have a project management plan. One of the greats in project management, her name is Rita Mulcahy, she would say, your project management plan needs to be buffed. What does she mean by buffed? She was just joking with a play on words. It needs to be B-A-R-F, right? Barfed, bought into, approved, realistic, and formal. Your project management plan, uh, you folks know this in, in the work you do, It must be bought into, approved, realistic, and formal. Bought into, approved, realistic, and formal. Bought into by management and the team. Approved by management. Realistic and formal. So all the stuff that we're doing in the planning process group, it is really aimed at getting your project management plan to be barfed. You want to roll up where everything you're doing all the way down to the bottom is bought into approved, realistic, and formal, okay? So that's the summary of the planning process group. There's a lot of minutiae under it. It's up to you to go over the minutiae when you uh, do your study. I'd like for you to look at it like this. Let me give you one more view of this world. When you're studying planning, See it like this. See it like all of this stuff, right, is what is going to be rolled up into this. Okay? All that we're doing, we're rolling it up, and it's going to add ultimately to your project management plan. Because your project management plan, it has scope information, schedule, cost, quality, resources, communications, risk procurement, and stakeholder information in it. So everything you're doing in planning is ultimately going to roll into this document. That's the summary of it all, you know? And then I'll go over it very quick, very, very quick. So in the planning process group, We plan how to manage scope. We collect requirements, product requirements, business requirements, functional requirements. We define our scope, and that means we lock down a detailed description of the deliverable. We also lock down inclusions and exclusions. We create a work breakdown structure that looks like a family tree. We know what that looks like. We plan how to manage the schedule. We list out the work to be done. We put the work, the tasks that need to be done in order of occurrence. We estimate how long each task will take. We put it all together and we've got a schedule. We do the same for cost. We plan how to manage cost. We estimate the cost for each task. Then we roll it up into a final total amount. Same thing for quality. We plan how to manage quality. We plan how to manage resources. We estimate the activity resources, which means how many, how much, what skill level. You see what I said there? What is the skill level of the resource we're looking for? Highly skilled, less skilled. Then we go into communications. How are we going to communicate? Then risk. How are we going to manage risk? then you identify the risks. You do a qualitative risk analysis. Is it high, medium, or low? On a scale of one to five, what is the probability? It's a three. What is the impact on a scale of one to five? It's a two. Three times two is six. We get a risk score, and then we can prioritize by relative ranking, right? Then we could have a quantitative risk analysis where we look at the monetary impact or we could look at in terms of weeks, but something quantitative, okay? Then we go into planning the risk responses. We plan how to manage our procurements. We plan how to engage our stakeholder. And boom, we're done. A lot of planning, 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 planning. But ultimately, what you're trying to do is get a project management plan, okay? I often ask people if they have seen examples of these things, because a lot of people say, "Uh, Phil, I've got no clue. If you don't have a clue about some of this stuff, look in the books we've given. We have examples for some of these documents. But ultimately, in planning, I'm going to show you an example from the CDC, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. And for those of you who have never been to this link, it's my favorite link. I'm gonna show it on the screen. Let's go to the whiteboard. And this is the link for those people at home who have never been here to this site uh, before. Make it bigger, okay. If you go to tinyurl.com forward slash sigma PMO, you will be able to go to this page. I've shared this page quite a few times. So let's go over to this page. If you go on down to the project management plan, we got different versions, let's click on that one. And there is an example of a project management plan, which you're trying to develop at the end of the day for the entire planning process group. This is what you're really trying to do. And if you go there, you can see we've got an entry for scope, got an entry for schedule and all the other knowledge areas. So it is a composite plan that puts everything together. Okay. Everything in one place. It's very, very helpful. Okay. But that is what a project management plan looks like. This is what you are actually trying to do in the planning process group. Any questions before we Hurry up and finish the others. Questions? They're making sense? Chatting a yes if it's making sense. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Now, as you go through this content, it's going to become clearer. But for now, I think at this 40,000 foot view, I think we're pretty good for the planning domain. So let's go into the executing. Executing is very straightforward. It's a no-brainer. This is where you're carrying out the plan because if you planned, I'm going to fry an egg, hello, you got to fry it. This is where you carry out the plan. Direct and manage project work is carrying out the work. Manage project knowledge is collecting lessons learned. It doesn't have to be at the end of the project you should collect lessons learned periodically all through, okay? And moving down the list, you can see we don't have anything in scope or schedule or costs onto quality. This is where you carry out the quality management plan by enforcing the audits. This is where you carry out an audit You ensure the team is going well. This is where you can give the assurance to the customer that quality standards are being met, Manage quality. The next one here is acquire resources, human, equipment, material, supplies. You've got to acquire them. When you acquire them, you assign them. So one of the outputs you get from acquiring resources is you assign them to the project. So we have physical resource assignments or project team assignments. And that just means it's paperwork that shows what am I working on. You acquired Phil, so what is Phil working on on your project is a question. Develop team is training and team building and equipping the team. Manage team is all about giving them feedback. Manage communications is about doing the actual communications. Implement risk responses is where you carry out your risk responses. Let me put you on the spot, my friends. My friends who are with me learned risk this week. Can you tell me what A Team? What does A Team stand for? Or those Might, who were prosper, not? Prosper, escalate. Escalate. Accept accept. Manage. What's the last one? The M. Manage. Try again. Who remembers what the m is you got all the other ones very well done help him someone mitigate awesome you got it you got it you got it welcome gp i i am glad you joined i was just talking about you before you joined that you found the workbook so well done on finding the workbook but uh, we're just doing some very quick, quick revision so the, the A team, remember that. Who can tell me what does easy stand for? E-A-S-double-E. What's that? So the ones on the left, are these for positive or negative? Negative. The one on the right Very are good. positive. You got it, the ones on the right are positive. So what What do those stand for? Exploit. Good. What's the A? Ah, I think we found some gaps here. What did A stand for in the negative? It's the same here for the particular A we're looking for. There are two A's, but except. which A? Very good, except, what about the S? If you don't do this and your your neighbor comes to visit you and you don't do this and you're you're eating, it's not polite. What should you do? What's the S? You're eating a big old meal and your neighbor comes in the middle of it. (laughs) Common courtesy says you should do what? Someone said offer. That doesn't begin with S. Come on now. Serve them. Settle. <laughs> what did you say? I heard serve. It's not serve. What's the other one? Uh, settle. Set no. Okay. Your brother sees you eating a big old, Well, it depends on how close you are. A big old pie. He wants some. What do you need to do? Share. <laughs> Thank you. You'll never forget that one now. Share you share the positive risk what about the other two e's so we got exploit what's the e we can borrow from the negative side prashant told us that one come on now what's the uh, e es- escalate no escalate yes escalate <laughs> is also a positive response and what's the the last e when you are increasing the probability a little bit, but not 100% or the impact. What does that mean? Okay, so this is a good one for us to go back and read. The the E is for enhance. So this is uh, definitely one you wanna go back and uh, double back down on and spend some time. So this is A for avoid, T for transfer, E for escalate, A for accept, M for mitigate, This is E4, could be exploit, accept, share, enhance and escalate, or however you wanna do that. So these ones are kind of important, which is why I'm drilling down a little bit more. I just see it as low hanging fruit that you folks can uh, quickly, quickly grab from today, if nothing else. Okay, awesome. So moving down, we have conduct procurements. This is where you award the contract to a seller or sellers. Manage stakeholder engagement is where you are actually engaging your stakeholder by conversing with them, working with them. Boom, we just got done with executing. Monitoring and controlling, very quick. The purpose of monitor and control project work is to create reports for management, which you guys do, right? Performing integrated change control is managing change requests incoming Processing the change request, this goes to the change control board, they will either approve or reject, put on hold, went to some kind of pending status. Validate scope is where we are validating that the scope is exactly what the customer wanted. In fact, this is the customer's process. You don't do this. The customer does it. Validate scope is where your customer checks the deliverable, not you control scope is where you prevent scope creep, control schedule is where you prevent the schedule from going off track, control cost is where you prevent the project from going over budget, control quality, now this is where you check the deliverable. So when people look at this, they say I don't understand Phil, why did they put validate scope first? Don't let the order of these things Uh, deceive you. The order of these things is not to say it happens first. It's just for the account of the story. Validate scope happens after control quality because control quality is where you are checking the deliverable yourself before it goes to the customer. So you want to think about it like this. Let me put an arrow here. It goes kind of like this. So you have an accepted deliverable from control quality. Ah, oh, beg your pardon. A verified deliverable from control quality. It goes to validate scope and the output is an accepted deliverable. Okay, so it just helps with thinking, okay, control quality is I'm checking the food. Validate scope is my customized taste in the food to say, is it good or not? One more very important perspective is, okay, where did I cook the food? So you could think about it like this. I cook the food in direct and manage project work. The food goes to control quality. So this is a deliverable. Deliverable, right? The deliverable goes to control quality. If it's fit for use, it becomes a verified deliverable. That goes to validate scope. And if my customer approves it, then it becomes an accepted deliverable. And the accepted deliverable, it ultimately is going to close project or phase. So there's a method behind what seems like madness. It's not madness. It's just a lot of stuff. But you do this stuff in your daily lives, in your daily work. You may just call it something different. Okay. any questions? Makes sense? Okay. All right, so let's move down. We were at control. Hey, one one second one sec, uh, Phil. Uh-huh. I, was, I was looking for my mute. Um, if you can dig a bit deeper into the control scope and validate scope, is that like one after another? or? Like, Yes, you want you want me to go a little bit deeper, Gigi. Yeah, so it's controls oh. validates right, so it's not yes. an order as well here. Yes, if you will allow me, let me bring up the whiteboard, and I'm going to go deeper for you in this. Thank you for the question. I've been waiting for some questions. <laughs> so we have uh, direct and manage project work. You got to remember that this is where the deliverable comes from, right? So we have, it could be anything. It could be an install. It could be uh, an improvement. Remember, a deliverable is a product, service, or result. So it doesn't always have to be a product, right? And then the deliverable goes into the process known as control quality. There's a difference between frying an egg versus tasting it to see if there's too much salt in it. Okay, if you taste the egg in control quality and it tastes good to you, well, you can now send it on to your customer. Send it on to your hungry customer. Customer's is hungry, is not happy. This is validate scope. Now, the deliverable, if it passes the test, we call it a verified deliverable. That verified deliverable goes to your customer. Your customer tastes it and says, oh, this is great. At that point, it becomes accepted. It's now an accepted deliverable. But all is not done, okay? Let's, let's talk about what goes into control quality very quickly. So in the real world, for what we do in our firm, we do a lot of testing. So you would need to do tests, whatever those are, strength tests, acceptance test that needs to go into control quality. What does your customer do? Your customer could have a checklist of their own. They could have the requirements traceability matrix. They could have their own process, but they're going to check this verified deliverable to see if indeed it should be accepted. And at the end of the day, if they accept it, we then take this accepted deliverable, and it becomes an input to close project or phase. And this is where we get a final product, service, or result transition. In other words, just say final transition. Final transition of the deliverable to the customer. It's already accepted. So don't forget that. Uh we in the world of PMI, the acceptance happens in validate scope, but the transition, which is transporting it to the client site, um having all of the necessary things to transition the documentation and the controls over to them, Thank that happens in you? Cl- huh?
1: good i'm actually
0: I'm in a study group right now um I'm, Hello? I'm oh, i oh th- i th- i think Alan you uh are, are, you need good? to be on mute i thought i thought you were talking to me sorry <laughs> so let me put you on, on mute okay i thought she said phil i misheard okay so that's it that's pretty much so gigi does that kind of explain some of what you were looking for do you want me to go deeper tell me what you're looking for no no, no that, that that's fine but like I, I get more worried. Remember how upset the customer is. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what what should happen at this point? If the customer has now tasted it, they're happy because once you've transitioned it, they know they're going to eat. They're going to eat. So this this is yeah. now a happy <laughs> a happy customer. the The customer is going to eat to their heart's content. All right, thank you you for the question. Thank you. It kind of brings everything together because when you look at this again from this 40,000-foot view, when you uh, move out, you can see um, the dynamic of what happens. We create a project charter, and I'll go ahead and uh, let me use a highlighter or a spotlight. So we create a project charter. That helps us to create our plan then we're executing the work. We get our deliverable. It gets checked in control quality. Of course, before it gets checked, you do all of this other stuff you know, to make sure that the project is going according to plan. But from control quality, uh, you're going in here to the uh, validate scope and then close project or phase. OK. And um, ultimately, let's take one more look at what is left. Let me go ahead and expand it. All right. So uh, to the last pieces that we have here, control resources. This is not for the humans. This is for the the physical resources, but this is check-in to make sure the resources were properly used. Monitor communications is checking to make sure you're communicating well. Monitor risks, checking to make sure that your risk process is working. Control procurements, checking to make sure the vendor is giving you what you paid for. Making sure the contract is going well. Monitor stakeholder engagement. You see the word is softer when it's people related. So monitor stakeholder engagement, monitor communications, monitor risk because you cannot control uncertainty. So the PMI used these words for a a reason. And then up here we have close project or phase. It's closing out either a phase in the project or the project as a whole. If you can go through this repeatedly, over the days it will stick. This is the tipping point where a lot of people say, I finally got it. Because if you can go through this on your own, trust me, it's all gonna stick. All right. Thank you very much. I'll go ahead and stop the recording.